It's the Bulls podcast number 63, and today we're covering the Bulls hot and cold streaks, Bulls Celtics analysis, crazy trades, and we've got predictions for the week. It's the Bulls podcast number 63. Hey, Chicago Bulls fans. It's time for your Bulls Podcast. Here are your hosts, Marcus Couch and Wise Black. All right. Welcome, everybody, to the Bulls Podcast number 63, coming to you from BullsPodcast.com. This is where we bring you the latest news, reviews, rants, rumors, and opinions on the players, coaches, and front office of the Chicago Bulls. My name is Marcus Couch, and there it is, my friend on the other end, Mr. Wise Black. How you doing, Wise? Doing great, man. Ready to rock and roll. Let's do it. All right. We got a lot in store for this All right, so we got a lot to talk about. Bull Celtics after a hot and cold start, six and ten record. State of the Bulls. We got some crazy trade ideas. We're gonna have a lot of fun this episode. So, um, where do we begin? Uh, let's talk first about some news. So, I want to bring up some news related to me specifically. Uh, if you want to get into bull stuff, I'll probably go about two minutes, three minutes in here. We got some some stuff that may affect you and may bring you some joy. Um, so starting tomorrow, which is November 23rd after and after every Bulls game this season, I'm actually going to be hosting a post-game live call-in stream over at the Windy City Breeze. Joining me will be P-Kid, who you heard a couple uh, shows back. And Wise, I hope you can join me anytime that you have the availability. Boy, that stopped quick. Um, so I just want to tell everybody why I'm doing this. Um, I'm not leaving what we're doing here on the Bulls podcast. In fact, I'm only doing it to really strengthen our brand and what it is that Wise are doing. But um, Pat the Designer is a friend, um, and he just started a day gig. And hey, man, with the economy, I understand having to do that. I'm, I work two jobs myself. Um so he does Locked On Bulls. He does his own show. He does a lot of other things. And one of the things that has kind of been missing that he can't do because he also does Locked On Bulls with Hayes over there um, is he's having trouble doing everything that he wants to do. And one of those things is the live call-in show or the post-game show after each game. And he noticed that I happened to be there anyway on his chat during his live call. So he thought I would be pretty good to do that. Um, why would I say yes to something like that on somebody else's channel when we've actually talked about doing that? Well, the reason is, is because they've got 15,000 subs already there. So for me, that's a no brainer to be able to get access to that kind of audience. His live call that he does generates hundreds of live viewers that are already ready and hungry for new content. And that's great. So for us, we're going to be able to promote the Bulls podcast and what it is that we do and send some of those listeners from the Windy City Breeze over here. Uh, the Bulls podcast community and the podcaster community is super strong and we help each other out when needed. And so I'm helping him out. He's helping me out and helping Wise out in terms of helping to grow our audience. And that's what's going on. So what's your reaction to that, Wise? 
I love it, man. Like you said, uh, we're all one big family in this Bulls podcast community. You know what I mean? So, it, like you said, man, it's a no-brainer. And, I mean, big ups to Pat. Man. I, and I definitely understand when it comes to having your, you know, hands all over the place and you just can't juggle everything at once sometimes. So I yeah. definitely understand where he's coming from. But definitely big. And I want to say personally for me, it has been my dream ever since being a kid in Chicago and listening to guys like Chet Kopic on the radio doing sports call-in. I mean, he invented the sports call-in, sports talk format. And he was kind of a mentor of mine uh, in terms of sports. Um, he uh, gave me some encouragement when I was doing live calls for Jones Intercable, doing high school and college sports and mm -hmm. things back in the uh, early, early 90s. And it was, it, it's been a dream to host kind of a radio call-in style show for a long time. And I can't wait to do this. And we're going to really try and push the envelope in terms of fan interaction and fan call-ins and such. And I even want to get into video and things. So anyway, I uh, just wanted to make that clear. Let's get into some Bulls stuff. Uh, the Bulls won a game, actually, over the Boston Celtics last night, 121 to 107, by playing some smooth defense, hitting some really good open shots, and getting contributions from the bench. Uh, it takes almost every Bulls player to get a win like this, and this is exactly how they need to do it. DeMar had a game high 28 points, and Zach was back in form with 22 points, five rebounds, five assists. And five of ten from the line uh, th for a three point. Um, the Celtics entered the game with a league leaning 119.1 offensive rating. That number, if they actually could hold it for the entire year, would be the best single season offensive rating in NBA history. So that's the kind of caliber team that they are right now. Uh, against the Bulls, they could only get a 103.9. So that was uh, considerably less. And the Bulls defenders actually did well despite giving up 19 of 50 three-pointers, 53 pointers. Uh, they did prevent fast break opportunities and protected the rim where they needed to. Um, I think the Celtics had this plan of just taking DeMar out of the game, and mm. that's where they failed. Um, one of the biggest ways to kind of tell if a game was a fluke or not is to actually hear from the other side of the fence over there. So I've got an interview that, is just a quick clip from Malcolm Brogdon. Let's take a look at that and see what his perspective was was of this game. Came out there ready to play. You know they've they're going through some things over there, so I think they're they're trying to get more locked in. They're trying to uh, you know win some games. I feel like they think their backs against the wall, so they play with urgency tonight. And I don't think we play with that urgency. It seemed like the stretch when you guys turned that 19 point deficit into eight so quickly. It seemed like you were just one run away. But why do you, what do you think it led to you guys coming up short? In that I think we turned the ball over a few times. Um, and that might have killed our momentum. We were getting good shots. We were playing with pace. We were getting stops. Um, but we turned the ball over and they've got, I think, easy dunks. They weren't even just transition layups. They were dunks. Um, and that killed our momentum, I think. What does it do at the start of the game? Um, when the threes are off, it seemed like it kind of seeps into the defense even a little bit. It definitely does. You know, I think we're such a high-level shooting team from, from the arc. Um, we rely on that. And I think we, uh, we need more balance, especially if that can't, those threes aren't falling. If we're not making shots out there, um, we got to be able to play inside the arc and uh, still defend for sure. That's, that's one thing that can't slip regardless of how we're shooting the ball in the offensive end. Okay. 
So, Wise, I know that you were actually at the game last night, which is cool. So I want I want details, man. Give me the full rundown of your experience. And ju- don't get into the Bulls just yet. But from what you saw out of the Celtics being one of the hottest teams in the league right now, what yeah. was your impression of the Celtics? So I guess what I noticed, like, right out of the gate – the Celtics were really relying on the three ball a lot. Um, I noticed that they were really trying to shoot the deep ball. And heck, I, I I don't blame them for actually going that route because the Bulls weren't really defending them well at the three-point line at all. Their issue was they couldn't knock it down. They just couldn't knock the three ball down. And that's really what that was really one of the big issues for them last night was their, their, their game was just completely off from the perimeter shooting. So are we giving them too much credit in terms of the bulls defense in this, in this instance, or do you think that their shot was just honest, honestly speaking? uh, Yeah. I think that the Celtics shot was really just off because they're, they were pretty much open a whole life. If you go back and you look at, and you look at that tape, from last night's game, uh, the Celtics had quite a few. Like they had a nice amount of open threes, and they just really couldn't knock them down. Yeah, that's what I noticed. Any standout players uh, other than you know the <laughs> the usual? Uh, almost, any, you mean like any, on the anybody impress you on the Celtics? Yeah. Uh, I mean, not necessarily. Uh, Jason Tatum, you know, he look. you, you can tell that he's the star yeah. on the team. I mean, he really shines, but outside of that, Marcus Smart, he didn't necessarily have a great game. Uh, Jalen Brown, he was solid, but not a great game. Honestly speaking, like I said, like they, they really didn't play. Well, listen to Malcolm Brogdon. He said that they're a three point shooting team, right? So that's really what they rely on. Because outside of that, nobody necessarily really stood out. I mean, not even Al Horford. I looked at what he did, you know, uh, last season where he was, like, playing almost like – Al Horford is one of those guys, maybe he has to heat up down the stretch because last season he was probably, like, third best player on their team, you know. So, But he didn't really do a whole lot last night either. But, I mean, nah, they, they didn't really have a whole bunch of standouts outside of, like, Tatum me yeah it, it's funny we got we have drummond we it was always the al horford uh tristan thompson um drummond's triangle that we were always kind of linked with all of those guys and i think we got the best of those three now the, the, definitely the better of the tristan deal okay so uh before we get into it i uh a little bit further into the bulls end um yeah. i just you missed this uh being live or maybe you saw it live but uh this was my favorite moment it delivered a brand new meme for bulls fans it is the dale and terry dance and the evolution of their end here's how it started tatum working on caruso off to smart caruso knocks it away oh, up ahead to adios and right, that's a nice play by ac ac got that steal look at dale and terry <laughs> I definitely missed that. I didn't see that. <laughs> <laughs> He's hyped. No, that was straight for TV. That was that was TV. I'll give it to you one more time, fans. Here we go. Come on, boys. Here we go. Tatum working on Caruso. Off to Smart. Caruso knocked it away. Oh, cookies. 
Up ahead to Ayo Dotsubo. Hey, that's a nice play by AC. AC got that steal. Look at Dalen Terry. <laughs> Looking into the camera. Like he's the road runner or something. I don't, I don't know what he was doing. He's creating a new running man. <laughs> all right. So um, then, okay, so there's been all this uh, going back and forth with Zach and uh, mm. all the rest of the guys. Um, yeah. Let's take a look at the drama first, the bull, the bull crap drama that uh, came about. To not bring you back in crunch time. So as you said, give you a chance to shake out. Shake out. Yeah, I, we didn't get to that. that. I think that was just his, that's his, uh, you know, his opinion on the game. Um, you know, I think he said the second unit or the other guys that he brought in, which they did a great job of coming back into the game. And it was a very winnable situation. You know, I told him at the very least, bring me in for free throws. You know, I think it could have helped at least seal the game with free throws, help get the ball in bounds. You know, one of the best players on the floor, regardless who's playing. You know, and I think that should be on the court at crunch time, and that's just the mentality I have. Zach, we're going to ask him this too, but do you feel like. Don't ask anymore. Just shut up, everybody. It's over. This drama's over. Hmm. It's over, and uh, let's prove it. Uh, Billy talked after the Celtics win, and here's what he had to say about uh, the performance of Zach Levine. Yeah, no, I felt that way. I think the guys really um, worked really, really hard. Um, you know, obviously they're a hard team to guard. It's hard to, you know, just expect one guy to stop one of their guys. You know, there needs to be a lot of help. But, I, you know, I thought we were really active. I thought we covered for each other. I thought we really tried to help one another throughout the course of the game. What about yeah, man, I thought he played a great game tonight. You know, again, you know, I've got an enormous amount of confidence in his offense and his ability to shoot the ball. He's done that his whole entire career. He's a lead at it. Um, you know, he'll, that will, I think, come back as he continues to play. Um, and, and again, we're doing some things different offensively that he's probably having to work through and get accustomed to. But like I said, I think after the game, there's a lot of things I think he can do to impact the game. Like even though he got off, I think he missed his first three shots. It's probably not going to show up in the stat sheet, but he generated a lot of open shots for our guys. You know, his unselfishness on the break early in that first quarter where he generated a lot of shots for Io. Um, he got a couple guys corner threes, Patrick. Um, you know, he's unselfish from that standpoint. And you know, he didn't shoot the ball at the percentage rate that he normally does. But like I said, I'm not worried about it. I thought his, I thought, you know, his fingerprints, so to speak, were all over the game in, in a lot of different ways. He still got 22 points tonight, but he did it defensively. He did it with his passing. Um, he tried to get in there and rebound. Um, you know, he made good decisions. So I, I thought he did a lot of extremely positive things. Bulls, what is up with this $10 microphone you're giving Billy Donovan at these press conferences? Uh, like, like seriously, you're like a six <laughs> billion dollar franchise. Come on, come on. So, yeah, what do you think about? Uh, I think that uh, Zach's back. I don't think there was any problem. He just had a couple off games. You agree with that assessment? Yeah, I mean, yeah, I, I don't necessarily. It doesn't necessarily look like Zach Levine is um, still having issues. I don't know. Sometimes the guys just have nights off. But do you like so you remember uh him? Well, obviously you just played the clip. But <laughs> thinking about how he um said uh but I didn't see him say the part where he said that Billy's gonna have to live with it. Did he say that in that clip? That was, was in it? the clip before it. So this right, was the that next was in the one prior. This yeah, was the okay. next morning. 
But it's and, just and, it's just hilarious um, that he said that because I was thinking like I mean Zach for the entirety of the game, dude, you had four points, like two assists. I mean, and uh, Billy Donovan, he's he's such a nice guy. He's such a nice coach because he's still defending him when he knows that Zach Levine's game was subpar. I mean, it, it was horrible. Like Zach One for 14, four points. Out there. Exactly. And uh, not that he should scorn the guy. You know, he's his player, so you shouldn't necessarily come out and trash him or anything like that. But at the same time, you got to stand firm on, on, on what you do out there. And you don't necessarily have to appease players' feelings when, you know, that they aren't on. I mean, and that was the case for Zach Levine. And I thought that he made the right move snatching game snatching Zach out of that game because guess what happened when he did the Bulls got some energy they got some life and they came back into that game so I yeah. mean I, I thought that Billy Donovan made the right move in doing so and Zach Levine saying that he should have been in there in crunch time I mean let's not forget he isn't necessarily a great crunch time player either Zach Levine makes like a, a nice amount of mistakes in the clutch I mean I, he had our best clutch player out there in DeMar and I mean you can't yeah. win them all sadly we haven't won any this season yet but I think he had the best unit out there for that time being and quite honestly if Vooch sinks a couple free throws we're not even and talking about exactly this. so that was on Vooch I mean and yep. uh, Quite frankly, Vooch is a decent free throw shooter. He just missed him. I mean, yeah, that's all. Okay, so uh, it comes down to standards, and here's what Billy said about standards of the team. Important, but with what you have coming up schedule wise, how much did you need this one just to play well, not even to win, just to play better? Yeah, you know, I, you know, I, I think for us, it's you know, it's about you know playing to a certain standard, you know. And again, we had some lapses in the game, you know. I. I I think our second unit has been so great for us all year long. And, you know, that third quarter stint was not great. Um, you know, we then got the lead back a little bit. I think there's some things that we could do, even with a little bit of a cushion, you know, in terms of closing the game a little bit better with some turnovers and those kind of things. Um, but I, I think I've said this before. I think the one thing you want to have, you know, is a ceiling to be able to get better. And I think this group can continue to get better. Um, listen, you know, when you're, when you're six and 10, you've dropped, whatever is, you know, four or five games in a row, you know, these guys are competitive guys and they're prideful and they work hard and, you know, they want to win. But I always say that, you know, the winning, winning is a result of, you know, all the things that you're doing habitually for 48 minutes. And in some cases we haven't done that to, you know, haven't done it well enough. And, you know, I thought tonight, you know, we were better. Um, I still think there's things we can get better at, but I, I thought overall we really, I think had like a next game, a next play mentality. And I think that it sometimes has impacted us where it's been a missed shot or a turnover or something. And, you know, we, 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 we don't move on to the next thing. And um, I thought we were better. Okay. I'll give you that. And that speaks for itself. There's really no commentary needed after that. I mean, he's the coach and he's going to say exactly what he needs to say. So um, hopefully the Bulls will adopt that because they got a lot of hard games coming up. All right. So then uh, we saw the Dragon kind of break his wing a little bit. Dragic uh, had a first quarter injury. He collided with Sam Hauser, and he ended up coming back in the game in the second quarter, but he only played seven minutes and then really didn't come back. And here's what Billy said about Dragic's injury. Update on Dragic. 
I, th- I think he's got like a stinger. At least that's what he told me. You know, it's his it's his neck where he got hit, and I think he had some numbness going down the back of his arm and into his elbow. Um, you know, I, when he came when he came back in, I just didn't think he looked right to me, and I'm, that was totally my decision. I did not ask him. He, I think, would have continued to play, but I just. For whatever reason, I just didn't think he looked great out there, and I think he was definitely, in my opinion, balded by. Okay, so it sounds like he's back. Regardless, it sounds like Dragic will be back, and just a smaller injury, nothing like a Justin Fields dislocated shoulder. It's um, oh, seems man. manageable. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Sorry. Had to go, go there. Didn't mean to. Sorry. Um, but um. Props to Justin, and I hope he heals soon. It sounds like he will. Um, Most definitely. But uh, good. Good news from Dragic. He's playing well, and I, I wish him nothing but the best on that. Uh, here's the line score, really, of the game. It really was It was just the Bulls kind of won it from the get-go, right? They, mm-hmm. they were, had their foot on the gas the whole time. So give me the experience now uh, before we move on. Give me your full 2022 Chicago Bulls uh, fan in attendance experience rundown, man. Give me the give me the whole thing. <laughs> man, it's such a treat being at the United Center, man. I uh, I recorded a bit of it. You know, I mean, I've been to the United Center for quite some time now. I mean, just as far as going to Chicago Bulls game, but every time I go, it is such a treat, man. It is probably one of the best things that you can do in the city, if not the best, because it, I don't know, everybody is just so live. You feel electric when you're in there. You feel the energy of the place. It, it's just so beautiful, man. Not to mention like the halftime performances. Like there was this um, wheel gymnastic, gymnastics performance at halftime and dude was just crazy. Like he, he really, really snapped with his performance. Um, but even just some of the little uh, local acts and stuff like the Bucket Boys, they did their thing. I mean, so yeah, just just all out crazy. Not to mention when your team is actually kicking ass and winning the game. Like everybody was out of their seats, or at least maybe I was the one, the only one in my section out of my seat. But goddamn it, I almost what? made somebody spill their beer. I mean, <laughs> I mean, like I, I was standing up like. 50% of the time, <laughs> my uh, my wife was there with me, so she uh, she got me on camera, candy camera, quite a bit, too. And you see, I'm, like, the only one standing up just going crazy whenever, like, yeah. uh, DeMar would make a, a shot or something like that. Or you had Javante. When Javante came out there, everybody was going nuts, too. So, uh, yeah, man, it, it was just super, super crazy. Um, and Good. like I said – Give it. So I also had some Celtics fans behind me, like literally right behind me. Ooh. And they were trying to uh, heckle, heckle DeMar. Like they were. Um, Where did, did you sit? Him? What section did you sit in? I was in a section two. I was in okay. a section two, like right court side. So beautiful seats. Expensive, but beautiful seats. Yeah. Um, but um, they were calling him DeMar DeFrozen. And <laughs> it was funny. What? <laughs> Yeah, it was it was actually pretty funny because uh, early on, and they were calling him this in like the first half. In the first half, from the two hundred seats, they were calling him this. They they were trying to call him Demar Defrozen. Yeah, yeah, um, okay. And <laughs> I, I guess because he was a little bit off in the first half, he really came came on in the second. But uh, yeah, I, I'm just turning around looking at them. Really, you know, like really. 
And it was all it was all in fun and everything like that. But they were definitely looking like sad puppies come that second half because they couldn't stop the Bulls. I almost clipped a I'm I'm loving doing this podcast with clips, by the way. Yeah. I almost clipped a Bulls uh I'm sorry, a a Celtics fan podcast that was doing a post game show and to see them their looks was just incredible they were like oh my god i can't believe we lost to the bulls much yeah. like how uh we felt when we lost to to denver and other teams mm. uh, so okay so um Dragic we covered um do you think patrick williams is back from seeing patrick williams coming off his little knickknack injury yeah. I mean, he he looked beautiful yesterday. I can't lie to you. I mean, that move when he tapped Jason Tatum like off the dribble, that was yeah. um, that that was sweet. That was really sweet, but not to mention how efficient he was from the field and and from deep. Like he he had nine points, I believe, in like uh the the first quarter. No, it wasn't the first quarter, but the first half he had his like nine points, nine of his fifteen. And yeah, he looked really sweet out there. He didn't miss a whole lot of shots. He played really solidly on the defensive end, and he was pretty right. much uh guarding Tatum the whole night. So I look mean, at this. Look at this, man. I've got yeah. uh I got this now. What we got? So this is the NBA put this together. Mm-hmm. And this is on uh this is nba.com really up their game in terms of uh game stuff. So yeah, we can kick a look right now just at Patrick Williams and see what he missed look at that. And look right at that. here. Look at that. That's what I'm talking about. It's nice. And so you can throw in other people, you can throw in Javante. Like here, let's look at Javante. <laughs> yeah, okay. Yep. <laughs> exactly. I think we need we need to put him there. DeRozan, you can take a look at his stuff. And then, he, yeah, you can go over to the other team. Blake Griffin, is he hurt? I forgot he even played No, he's Boston. just trash, man. He's just trash. Oh. He's not hurt. He can't get oh, on the floor. Blake. Blake. So, yeah, I love this. Uh, you can check out Zach's shot selection. What's with this, man? Smoking up close here? Three shots? And the ugh. Not liking that. But anyway, uh, other th- cool things here. You can see that we pretty much didn't get – we had the lead almost the entire game, which is great. Mm-hmm. Um, team comparisons, leading players. I love this. NBA, good job, guys. Yeah, I, I dig I it. Love, I love seeing that That three-point percentage. Did you see the Bulls' three-point percentage? That's like 48%. That's nuts. Yeah. That's nuts. Yeah. Yeah, we're doing pretty good. Uh, so – Okay, uh, next up, uh, game predictions. All right, oh, wait, so I guess thought, what? I thought we were going to do the state of the Bulls. Oh, well, did, 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 we, did, that did, was Patrick did. Williams. Oh, you oh, said he looked oh, great. No, no, no. Uh, I mean, overall, oh, you got a new, you got another state of the Bulls. All right, floor is yeah, yours. My I mean, just, just overall, just uh, to touch on the team overall and where they are. I mean, thankfully, they got this win yesterday. I thought it was very huge. Um, they obviously needed it, but I also can't sit here and act as if what has transpired over the past, what, week, almost two, week and a half. I mean, the Bulls have slumped. They are looking very uninspiring, man. And, I mean, again, I'm not trying to, like, poo-poo them or anything like that because this yesterday's win was, 
you know, they, they should pat themselves on the back for it. But again, I also had to be honest with myself about even yesterday's game. I mean, Boston, granted, they won, but Boston was open so much and it just mirrored how they looked versus other teams that actually could knock down their three-point shots. I mean, that perimeter defense is probably the worst in the league when it comes to the Chicago Bulls because if a team is knocking down, if the, if a team is hot, if a team is filling it from deep, then the Chicago Bulls are going to allow them to shoot whatever they want, basically. Because, I mean, I, I don't see how they don't figure out, like, I mean, get to the open man every single time, get to the open man, and they just fail to do so. But um, not only that, I'm uh, – Thinking about uh, Zach Levine, too. I mean, that comment that he made about Billy Donovan uh, the other day, I mean, I didn't necessarily like it because Does it, it, it now, feels when I like heard it, yeah, when I heard it, I'm like, this reminds me of the Pippin. I don't want to take the last shot, take me uh, in reverse. Yeah, you yeah, know what I mean? Yeah, it's like, yeah. boy, you should have just shut up. Exactly. Because I mean, dude, what are, what are you saying? What what would you have done? You know, like what and I what would I have done? No, I well, I mean Zach, right? I, I'm oh, saying like yeah. Zach Levine himself, if he were the coach and his best player or his second best player was having that bad of a game, and we yeah. had another guy who was on, who was cooking. I mean, like right. you have to go with the high hand. Of course, Zach would probably be bias and say yeah, i would have done it anyway but dude stop it you know what i'm saying like yeah come on but <clears throat> can, can i give you the my opinion for let's let, we're gonna you and i are gonna start our own consulting group now the marcus wise uh consulting mm. sports agency company and too. zach you can be our first client here's how <laughs> you answer this thing you say you know what it was a tough loss i wish i was in a position that i could have uh been able to win that for us unfortunately i had an off night as you can tell by my horrendous shooting and unable to defend the ball almost all game but i'll mm. get them next time bam that's it so, sh show some humility show some humility that's it man. right you know what i'll I'm get them next like, time you'll get them next time like we know how prolific of a score you are bro but not 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 to mention i mean Dude, yeah, you've been in majority of the games that the Bulls have been losing. Yeah. So I'm, I'm I, so like, the proof is in the pudding, dude. I mean, yeah. come on. Zach, <laughs> dude, here's what you need to do hold, hold up your phone with the clip of you uh, scoring like 15 points in two minutes at that Charlotte game like two years ago when you were playing with Ryan Archie Diacono and he got that miracle steal. Play that to the press and go, hey, remember this? That's me. That's me. <laughs> You believe it? That's me. And I'm still on this team. I'm still here. I can still do that stuff and probably even better now. So I uh, have a little faith and I'll be back. So, yeah, that, that's probably what he wanted to say, right? Uh, yeah, Zach, that one's no charge, but the next time it'll cost you. But uh, all right. So overall, though, overall, yes. man, I don't. How did, how are you feeling about this team overall? They're six and ten. Mm -hmm. Still, like Demar said, if you're going to go through this crap any time at the season, let's get it over with at the first quarter of the season. Get it over with and get back on quarter. track. I'm, 
I'm I'm all for that. And and that's the leader in DeMar. I, I like that that mentality. Yeah. I just I just like again, I just don't know how much faith I have in them being able to be one of those teams who turn it around because when like I think about the Celtics and how badly they looked early on in the season last year and how toward the back end of uh that year they they were like on top of the league obviously I mean they made it to the championship right but if everybody can recall early on last season the Celtics were one of the worst teams like the the Bulls came back from a 14 point deficit and beat them by 14 points all in the fourth quarter that's how horrid the Boston Celtics were looking and I'm just saying I don't necessarily know if the Bulls have that next gear in them you know what I'm saying? I mean, I yeah. I can't necessarily see us. Uh, I don't know. It sounds like everybody is hoping and waiting on Lonzo Ball to come back and save this team. But our three best players are out there. Our big three, our money is out there. You know what I'm saying? The, the, the guys yeah. that we're paying the most on this team is out there every single night. And they just lack cohesion. So... Again, I'm not trying to just rain on the parade of the big win from yesterday, but at the same time, you have to pay attention to their trajectory. And it's not looking very well. It's not looking very good right now because they're out of – if the playoffs started today, they're not even in the playoff. We're in the 11th spot right now. We're behind teams like uh, uh, the the Wizards, the Pacers. I mean – Don't give Daniel Gafford more ammo on Instagram. Come on. <laughs> man, dude, it's, it's just it's insane. So, I mean, I don't know. Hopefully, this is just a little bit of a slump. But I see them prop. You know what? They're they're implementing a new offense where they are trying to move the ball around more and everything like that. And they're not trying to just say, "Here, Demar, take us home." You know, save us. Well, I I want right? to dispute that. But, I want to dispute that, and I'll tell you uh, why. Because. All I saw yesterday was four guys standing around the perimeter and Vooch in the middle mm-hmm. and not moving, not cutting, nothing. Right. No, hardly any pick and roll yesterday whatsoever. It, it was, it was crazy. So, it lo- so right. So it looked like they reverted back to that, but I'm saying in like a lot of these games that they've been losing, It seems like they have been trying to, you know, and I mean, you can just look at the stats. DeMar's stats are down just as far as his scoring this 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 year and even his shots. Some of his shots are a bit less than they were last season, too. And I mean, I I just see them trying to, you know, incorporate some of the other players on offensive end a little bit more than they did last year. And I well, what I was about to say is I think that they're about to choose a lane where it's like. All right, yeah. we know that yeah. we can't be bad this year. We do not have our pick. So there's no point in even trying to be bad this year. We can't tank, right? So we have to pivot at some point in time, and we don't want to get to the point where we're drowning before we figure out that we are. You know, like they, they have to figure out what they're going to do on the offensive end because, thank goodness, they were just knocking down all of their triples yesterday. I mean, even DeMar DeRozan smacked two threes from the top of the key. And and that was an outlier in itself. I mean, that that was crazy. But most of the time that we can't expect that, they shot 48% from deep. That's not the Bulls. Nowhere near. 
So no. I'm just saying, like, what can we expect from this team within the next 20 games, 20 some odd games? I mean, where where are we gonna be? Well, I got some crazy media stuff to talk about here that uh well. I, I don't know why. So let's go over this. This is entertaining, so I'm going to start doing this stuff. Um, let's go over the three trade targets for the Bulls to consider before the rumor mill picks up. That sounds to me like a desperate headline. So who we got here? They want us to get Jay Crowder. I wouldn't be mad at that. Of course not. De- depends on who we get. Jacob Paletto from the Spurs. Would love it. You, you, I don't. You wouldn't love it. I don't think so. I, I don't. No, I said I would. I, I you, yeah. you would. Oh yeah. Okay. No, he's a he's balling, man. He's good. Okay. He killed. Let's see what uh, he's good. He killed us Let's in see. that game. Yeah, here he is. What's he got here? Right. That then that's versus us. That was that's what he was doing all night, all night. Jacob Pertle. He was balling on. Yeah. Okay, and then the last one is Miles Turner. Uh, can we afford him? My only question—that's what I—that's why I was going. My only question is, what do the Bulls give up for these guys? I mean, yeah. But so, so it's like, again, the Bulls don't have any draft capital this year. I mean, and what 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 are they really trying to go for this year too? Are we just trying to get into the playoffs? You know what I'm saying? Are we like because yeah. looking at these three players? Who is it? Miles Turner. Uh, Pertle and Pirtle? the first was Pertle. That's how you say it. Pertle, I, I don't know. And Jay Crowder, and Jay Crowder. Right. All, all three of them, very solid players. But I mean, are they gonna push us over that hump? And I, I continue to go back to this, man. You talk about state of the Bulls. I'm pretty much where I was in the beginning of the season, man. And that is, what are we doing? Yeah, that, that is that, that the is clock the question is that, that I have to keep asking, you know, Bulls fans, you know, yeah. what are we doing? You yeah, know, so because people look at me crazy when I say, like, we're at best right now, we're a second round playoff team, second round exit playoff team. I mean, not today, we're not. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> I, I mean, the only thing yeah. I got. I, I got one thing. I mean, to say. that's fully healthy. If you ask yeah. me, that that's fully healthy. I, I think Patrick Williams is more of a is going to be more of a difference maker than Zach Levine's off nights. I think Patrick Patrick Williams having consistency. Also, you're becoming a believer. Oh, uh, is that what you're saying? Man, I got to. P will. All right. No P won't tonight. Not tonight. No, I haven't said that word one time tonight. I haven't said. <laughs> I noticed. I noticed. Patrick Williams. Okay. <laughs> so, on my name. but here's the thing. I got. I have to say to Patrick Williams, what are you waiting for? A permission? Ball out, dude. We see it. What are you waiting for? Come on, man. Be that you guy. Know, and that and that is what I think they were banking on. They were banking on the growth of growth of Patrick Williams. Also, looking at how Ayo DeSumo was playing too. I doubt they were banking on him. I think he was just a pleasant surprise. But I got I really no beef with Ayo whatsoever. No, not at all. But I think they pushed all their chips in 
on this idea that Patrick Williams was really going to bloom into this special player, you know, and they felt like they didn't necessarily need, I guess, they didn't feel like they necessarily needed any other, uh, you know, first round draft picks or anything like that. Maybe that's why they gave him away. But well, he spent he, the summer with DeMar, so he must have something if DeMar's going to spend time with him. But my thing about them pulling that move, though, and banking on Patrick Williams so heavily was he didn't show you anything that resembled that he would be like a very special player. I mean, prior to them making that trade, you know, Wendell Carter Jr. and the two first-round mm-hmm. picks, right? I mean – Usually when you make a move like that, it's because you see something really great in a player. Maybe they didn't necessarily ball out like an all-star, but they look like they're special. We have we never just, seen We just overrated them? Like we gave them 93 2K rating out of the box? We didn't. We didn't. Uh, the, no, we didn't. The front office did. They yeah. overrated him severely. But but okay. but again, right now, as you say, he's Patrick Williams. Put some respect on the man name after last night. I mean, what have you done for me lately? And lately, Patrick Williams looked really decent the last yeah. time we saw him. So I mean, hopefully, like you said, hopefully he can build on this and he can put some things together to be more consistent with how he looked last night. What he only missed three shots, man. Yeah, he only missed three shots out of what he took ten. So that highly yeah. efficient, 70%. Yeah. Okay, so uh, let's get ready to shift this out of here. We're at like 40-plus minutes here. Um, predictions, let's go over uh, the last predictions. Um, I got two games on you over the last – since last time. Uh, so now I – um, The Nuggets game, you had a dub, and yeah, it was a loss. So I, mm-hmm. I gained one there. That made us tied. Uh, and then we predicted the Pelicans both as a win and failed miserably there. Uh, Orlando Magic, I predicted a loss, and you predicted predicted a a W, a dub, yes. So that made me now number uh one on top. And then uh, Boston versus the Chicago Bulls yesterday, I predicted a win. And I described it almost perfectly that they would have this losing streak and then come back and beat Boston. And then uh, you predicted a loss and they won. So I'm now ahead of you. So we'll see here with these games, uh, what it is that we actually think uh, is going to happen. And I got some fancy screens here to uh, provide uh, some entertainment. So, Tomorrow, uh, we actually did already predict this game, but I'm going to give you a chance to change your answer if you want to. Bulls uh, at Bucks. Bulls versus Bucks. Loss. Yeah, you predicted a loss, mm-hmm. and so I will put the screen on. Loss. What do you think? Yep. Fancy, fancy graphics <laughs> here. Okay, and uh, so I also predict a loss there. And then we got uh, Bulls versus OKC. Now I thought, are we going on a road trip? Do I have this wrong that we're in Chicago? We're in road. We're on the road for a while, right? I'm sorry, I don't have anything in front of me. Not sure. Let's see. Hold on. Um, yeah, Milwaukee, OKC. We are there. We're in. Yeah, so we're on a road trip uh, for a while. Okay, so Bulls uh, in OKC Friday, November 25th, Black Friday. Um, I think they're going to win that one. I think Billy does not want to uh, give the OKC fans any 
opportunity to give him any slander. So I'm, the I'm way going the dumb. Bulls, the way the Bulls are looking against these so-called lesser teams right now, it's, it's hard for me to say, man. I swear to God. Well, you have to say because you got to predict. I'm just saying, I thought Orlando was easy peasy. I thought the Spurs was easy peasy, and they made me look foolish. But uh, I'm, I'm, and Shea is balling right now. But I, yeah, I'm, well, I'm gonna say they get him. The, the after Bulls that, after that MJ on steroids number three comment, I'm not, I'm not too big on the Shea train right now. So, uh, um, have you heard this yet? No. Oh, um, I'll, you'll hear it. Believe me, I don't need to. Yeah, I'll, I'll look it up this. now. Yeah, he says Mike's number three on the list behind Kobe and LeBron. Yeah, okay. Okay. Anyway, okay. Uh, what do you got? L, Dub, what are you doing? W. Dub, okay. Uh, then we got uh, Bulls versus Jazz uh, in Utah. This is the Lowry Market and Revenge game. What do you think? I'm going to go with W. Me too. You know why? Lowry Marketing, we know who you are. We know who you are inside. There we we go. know you. You can't you can fool those Utah people. You cannot fool us. We know you. We know he's gonna you come are. off. He's gonna come off that high horse, man. Yeah. He he does it in month. Your month, mask is coming off. Spurts. Yes. Every other month, man. Lowry looks like he's gonna be an all-star, but then it's like yeah, I saw those articles too. Lowry's like, "Oh, I think it's cool. My teammates think I'm an all star." Yeah, well, nobody <laughs> else does. So, chill. Then <laughs> we got Bulls versus the Phoenix Suns on Wednesday, the thirtieth. Mm. I'm going L. Yeah, me too. The I think Suns this road trip's going to get them. That'll be the fourth game in a row on the road trip, and I think everybody's going to be start start to get tired. And I think L. So you think L also? Yes. And you're mirroring me here. I'm going to have to switch positions yeah, on noticed. something. Well, that's okay if we're the same because I'll still be in the lead, you know, if we tie. So I'm good with that. Uh, Friday, December 2nd. We'll probably have another show, obviously, by this time. But uh, we'll just go on record here. And I'll say a dub because the uh, Warriors are up and down. And I think Zach's going to kill it. Oh, you got the Bulls winning? Nah, I got the Warriors. Why? Have you seen him play lately? Yeah, I have, but for some reason, the Bulls can't stop them. Okay, well, we'll see. I think they, they, I think that they're probably gonna uh, get their turnaround game against the Bulls. Okay, so I have them going uh, what three and two, and you have them going two and three, right? Over the next five, one, two, three, four, five, yeah. Okay. So we'll see how we do. All right. And with that said, my my friend, that oh, I forgot to do all these cool uh, graphics. Yeah, we all win. And lose. <laughs> okay. Insert your own. Edit your own conclusion, and uh, we'll be there. So, all right. Anything else uh, you wanted to bring up? Talk about uh, the floor is yours. Oops, I didn't predict that loss. Don't don't say that. Um. <laughs> Anything else you want to go over before we close it out? Nah, man. Uh, nothing other than I think I'm going to put together like um, a video of me going to the game yesterday. Uh, okay. For my next uh, video on my channel. So, people, y'all just look out for that. But that's all.
All right. And uh, you can just search for Wise Black on YouTube or just look at the description of this video wherever you happen to be watching it. And I'll make sure that Thank I put you. that in the link. And uh, let's get the official... So, uh, everything show-related, you can find at BullsPodcast.com. Um, I'm going to uh, work on a TikTok thing. I know we talked about that before, but I think it's coming. I think I figured a way out, a way to do this with uh, putting some content on TikTok and shorts. And uh, I specifically did some call-outs like Zach Levine's uh, agency call-out. We'll, we'll take care of you next time, Zach, but you're going to be a short for this one. We're going to edit you into our clip away you go it's going to be magic uh check us out on youtube youtube.com slash bulls podcast at bulls podcast is where you can find us just about on every social network bulls uh wise where can they find you my man uh twitter and instagram at radical underscore creator um and also on youtube you know just as marcus said just type in wise black uh wise spelled w-y-s-e and you know just stay tuned for uh more bulls content Thank you. All right. And you can find me at Marcus Couch on Twitter, Instagram, and everything else. And remember, uh, all the post games after the game is over, flip it on the Windy City Breeze on YouTube, and you're going to hear me talking to fans. And if you want to call in and talk to me, you can. Tell me how full of crap I am. And, uh, <laughs> Wise, I hope you can make some of those too, man. That's great will. to get me, you, and Kid on there talking to the talking to the fans live i think that's gonna be really something to see so uh until then um appreciate you watching and tuning in and listening go bulls go bulls